Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkly lady for a newer podcast with me as always, this the sparkly, the magical, the I just love her goddamn hair, Therese Tucker. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send some to Rach and then we'll all be pink. <laughs> Everyone shall be pink. The pink hair. You know what I realized? Is the cover photo on our uh, Spirit for Success page is a chick with pink hair, like flicking her pink hair. Uh-huh. It makes sense. It <laughs> it's part of our brand now. <laughs> so I've got to catch it. up. <laughs> yeah, put a little bit of pink in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's right. We're going to make, we're going to get Rage to punk star out. She's going to be a punk rocker by the time uh-huh. I'm done with her. <laughs> I have the leather. There you go. See, you're so close. You're so close. Anyway, we have a topic for today, and it was a topic that you came up with, and I thought that was amazing. Not just amazing, but, you know, it, when she said the topic, we're like, oh, I need to listen to that one. <laughs> this is not something I do as naturally as Therese does. So I thought this, yes, yes, let's talk about that. Um, yes. And then that will hold me accountable to do more of the same. So tell us about the topic. What was it that popped through? All right, so I thought um, that we could talk today about how to bring fun back into responsibility, the things that we have to do, the stuff that shows up in our lives where if we want to move forward in our life or our business, we've got to do these things. And most of the time we talk about it like the shit sandwich, right? It's the, it's the thing that you have to do, but you're not really into Um but I truly believe we can bring fun back into responsibility. So actually what I wanted to start with is I wanted Rach to be our case study. Of course. I wanted because, because Rach, now she doesn't own this yet, but she is a really fun person, but that's not something she necessarily associates with herself or identifies with. Um, And I noticed that uh, sometimes around work, work can feel really heavy for Rach when she gets, when she has a lot of responsibilities. So I actually wanted to hand it over to you to describe what that feels like. So we can, so we can kind of identify with the people in the audience and kind of get in touch with them about what, what we mean. Yeah. Okay. So I can think of multiple times where I've got a list of things I need to get done. And the feeling is I just need to focus. I need to, and it's, almost not regimented, but it's just I have to get the work done is kind of what goes on in my head. I just got to get the work done. And I can clearly remember it as a child being told, you know, when you, when you've done the work, then you can play. So mm. it's like, it, for me, it's two separate things. There's work where you've got to be really serious. It's very serious, <laughs> serious work, get it done. Um, and then once you've done the work, then you can play and then it's fun and then it's relaxing. So there's a real black and white kind of, thing that goes on for me around responsibilities, work, and then there is play and fun and relaxation. So let me, so now we know the mindset. So there's a mindset that work is work and play is play. So they're mm-hmm. separated. Now, what happens when you have this mindset and then this responsibility, especially repetitive ones, a repetitive responsibility comes up? What happens to you mentally and emotionally towards that specific responsibility feels heavy it feels um almost draining to a point because (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yeah so it feels (laughs) it feels draining it feels 
they're probably the two two biggest words that are very much attached to that. Um, do you want to do it or do you start resisting it and looking for ways to get out of it? Yeah. There, there, when procrastination comes up, it's because I don't want to, I want fun. I want light. I want enjoyment. I want it to, I want to, I want the opposite. So yeah, there is a resistance to doing the work because it is, it feels heavy and it feels hard sometimes. Does it, and does it start to feel like, because you know, you're a smart cookie and you know it's connected to success. Yes. But there's almost like a feeling, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for me when it comes up, it's like I almost begrudge it. Like, how dare this be a part of my life? <laughs> I, it's almost a rebellion that goes on in me sometimes. Like, I don't want to work today. Right. Or I, I mean, see, now I tend to be a little bit more hot tempered than rage. So I go, it triggers my frustration and anger when I have responsibilities that I um, haven't associated with joy or fun. It triggers me to get frustrated, angry, and resentful. Like, why the fuck is this in my life? You know, like I don't deserve this. (laughs) Other people don't have to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it can trigger negative emotions, which in turn causes us to resist it. Right. And then it, then it piles up more because usually that's the thing we're putting off on the back burner. And then it turns, you know, we've turned a a mohill, a molehill into a mountain. I say mo, a mohill, molehill, an anthill. That's easier to say (laughs) into a mountain. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all right. So what have you done to this point? Have you, can you identify the next question I have? And this is for everyone listening to, mm. can you identify, uh, like two or three tasks right away that you're just like, if I could get rid of this, if this didn't have to be part of the responsibility, I'd never do it again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a couple. Okay. So those are the ones that I want people to focus on. If you can kind of pull some into your life where every time this thing is, you're confronted with it. And usually um, these are the things that they are reoccurring, right? Because we're having, if we're having resistance to it, it usually means that we've done it once and it's, it keeps coming back. I'll give you a funny example. Having to scoop cat shit, right? I have to do that shit daily. No matter how many times I scoop that litter box and get it clean, there's always poop in it the next day. So that'd be a bit like changing a toddler bum. <sighs> yes, exactly. Mm. Constantly changing but diapers or yeah. dishes. God, I hate dishes. Dishes is one of my personal um, household chore pet peeves. I just hate doing dishes. I don't know why. I'd rather clean a bathroom, honestly, than have to do dishes because it's all the time. Maybe that's why. Yeah, because it's repetitive. It's, never, it's never ending. Never, and that's probably one of them because it's never fucking ending. So for me, right. when I think about the, so that yeah, there's the usual household stuff and baby care things that I, you know, that's only short term. Thank God. Um, but for me, it's marketing. Right, marketing. Writing, um, writing the market, writing the words. I, I some, sometimes they just come in. It's genius, but I got to do that shit every day, and I'm like. Really? <laughs> so that's my, that's right. That's my so dishes. that's my dishes. Usually these things like dishes, cat boxes, marketing, 
are those things where there is logic tied to it, right? We know this needs to happen because um, it keeps our house clean or it keeps our cat healthy or it keeps business. our business God. growing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I just so we show up and <laughs> people just come to me magically? Can't that just happen? I mean, it, it does. A lot of things do happen automatically that I don't have a lot of input in. Which automatically. Is I yeah. love that. Automatically. <laughs> automatically. So, yeah, I want more of that, but the, you know, you can't just sit and do absolutely nothing and just have it all, you know, open up and flow at the, the 10,000th degree. You need right. So that, and that's a great point because there's a difference between manifesting and magical thinking. Magical thinking is can't I just have people come to me and then you get a few right? And you're like, this is how it is. No, that was luck, right? That was divine timing. Yes, <laughs> the, re the reality is, is the man. It does take action. It does. It's the taking the inspired action and listening for it and being in complete flow and connected and aligned with all of that happening very openly. So yes, totally get that. And I still have massive resistance to this whole marketing thing. Exactly. So if we have um, massive resistance to, to an activity, especially one that we know we have to do. That means that the mind is connected to it, but other parts of our intelligence have somehow disconnected from that activity. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing to recognize is we've had some sort of intelligence disconnect. So Rach, what, when I say that you're nodding, what yeah. is that? What brings that what does yeah. that bring up for you? There so there are at least two that are disconnected when I go into that resistance. One, heart and soul, because I'm not connecting it to my purpose, but also spirit intelligence, because I'm not getting into the space of asking for help and allowing the divine and um, inspired words and whatnot. And when I do that, I know it comes through. But the, the, the mind is like, but I have to do that every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> so what that shows us though is that these tasks are not are not mm. connected to our holistic intelligence and we didn't even mention the body intelligence the body will resist if the mind resists exactly. right those two kind of work Spot in tandem mm -hmm. yeah the, the body can easily like kind of get swayed by the mind well, like no happens. we're not doing this and i've seen i've seen myself do this and i see other people do this when you've got a mental block around it or i don't want to do it then the physical body will go, oh, you know what? I'm really tired. I'm not feeling well today. So then it gives, it, it gives the, the physical representation <laughs> of that resistance. And then the mind goes, see, look, I'm too tired to do this. And so I've, mm -hmm. I've seen myself do this and I know I've seen other people do this. So it's, I know that when you, whatever you're saying in your mind, the body then follows. So if you're saying it's too hard, I don't know how to do this. That's exactly how the body responds. If I say I can do this and I know I can get access to it, sit down with spirit, then it does come. It does come. Yes, absolutely. The body takes suggestion very easily. And a great example of that, um, I'm too tired, is my seven-year-old daughter. Like eating, <laughs> if, she, if we put broccoli or something like that on her plate, she'll eat it. But there's all of a sudden, like she's eating, she's happy, and then she gets to this part that she resists. And it's like, oh. I'm just too tired to eat. I just want to go lay down. And then you're like, oh, but you know, if you don't eat the broccoli, I guess you don't want ice cream. She's like, wait, I ice cream? 
<laughs> you know, oh. like totally like, oh wait, no way, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll, I'll work eat broccoli. <laughs> I'll be awake enough for ice cream. <laughs> exactly. So the question came up about delegating. And here's the thing. Yes. Yes, delegating can come in down the line, but first, before you can successfully delegate, because delegating without responsibility is does not work, right? The mm. the person that owns the business, the person that who owns the house has to be ultimately responsible and aware of what's going on in order to effectively delegate to somebody else. Mm. Um, so this has, this actually has to be mastered to some degree before responsible or effective delegating can happen. And on top of that, and I've, I've tried multiple things around marketing because I've had resistance and struggles with it for quite some time. <laughs> There's been times where, and we've, we've done the same thing, where we've outsourced the whole thing to someone else, but they haven't quite, they haven't oh got God. us. They don't get our business. They don't, they just can't get it in the way that we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others where, you know, you do the marketing and still there's like the strategy is not quite honed. So there's, there's the both extremes. And um, for me, I'm going to explore looking at having someone who, it's like a, a, a uh, doing it together. I need someone to do it together where they're really part of my business. I'm part doing it where it crosses over and does the two. So there's multiple ways to do this, but yeah, delegating and outsourcing are fantastic. We've certainly done that within our business. We've got an amazing you know, uh, right-hand woman in our business right now, Beck, shout out to you. You're amazing. Um, who does a lot of the, the admin stuff, which frees our time up to focus on the things that we can only do. So yeah, delegation oh. is great. And you can do that as early as you can in your business, then go for it. But you have to have well, a level of responsibility around that. I want you to think of it this way. Your business is like a ship and there has to be a captain. And the captain actually has to know how the ship operates. The captain mm. needs to know that ship inside and out for it to successfully sail you mm. know, from one port to another. Even though the captain eventually will be delegating many tasks, if that if that captain doesn't know, that means there are multiple people trying to be in charge of the ship. And that's how it kind of goes all sideways pretty fast when you don't know what the hell is going on. So before we, before we can <laughs> throw our hands up and be like, you take it first, we must learn how to deal with it mm-hmm. and, and um, embrace it, which is the mm-hmm. first step really here. So when our holistic intelligence is not connected to the task or the, the responsibility rather, because it's more than a task, it's a responsibility if, it's, yeah. if it is necessary to ensure, you know, a well-running house, family, business, business whatever it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a responsibility that we have to reconnect our holistic intelligence to. And the first thing that usually has happened is the mind is taking control. The mind is focusing on what the mind does. So the Mm. mind can focus in on what's happening in front of it. And then it makes judgments about it because that's what it needs to do in order to categorize it in the brain, right? That's its job is to like investigate, categorize. Um, So if it's running the show, it's going to be like, you hate this. And then it gets stuck in that pile of, I hate this, right? I don't want to do it. It's too hard, blah, 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 blah. It has a very narrow tunnel vision focus. When we connect the heart back into it, the heart remembers why I am doing this. 
So that's the first step actually to make it fun again, is you have to connect it back to the why. Otherwise, why are, like seriously, why do I have to do dishes? Why do you have to clean up cat poop? Why? Because I love my cat. That poop actually represents this amazing being, right? And that's just part of, that's only a small part of him. It's not what I focus on, obviously, but I get to have this amazing animal in my life. Mm. And when I connect, this is the my shit sandwich energy. that comes with it. <laughs> exactly. He, that's his shit sandwich, if you will. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> so when I, when I, when my heart comes back into scooping the litter box, <laughs> you can I do remember. it with love. I love I, do, I actually, I'm like, I think about how much more pleasant and enjoyable using the bathroom is going to be for him and exactly and doesn't have to step on poo-poos right (laughs) so when I think about that then you know it's a it's still a gross task but there's so much more connected to it like I'm doing this for for him and because I love him because I enjoy being a good mom Mm. you know I, I love that feeling of knowing that I'm a good mom and being willing to do that helps me connect to that energy and I don't have the resentment or the disgust to it that I would without the heart connection. So that's step number one is you need to find out why you're doing it and that's your heart connection. Right. Rage, do you want to add to that step? No, I like that step. I just got to remember to do that step. That's right. <laughs> it's easy. Like if I think about it, um, you know, connecting my heart back to the marketing, the, you know, the purpose of that is really to get out there um, you know, because my, my mission is to get like the source of shift tools into the hands of as many people as possible so that they can heal their own stuff and change their own mindset and prevent them from having to feel the level of pain that so many people feel. So I've got a real strong connection to the work that I do. So all I've got to do is connect that then to every little piece I do marketing wise is opening up that channel for more and more people to come in. So yes, okay. Well, and also by doing the marketing, it means you get to do it another day. Mm. And when we connect to the fact that this is part of the whole, right? The tools are the fun part. Teaching people, that's the fun I part. I love teaching. The marketing is one of the foundational legs it stands on, and it means you get to do it one more day. And there are days when all you're doing is the marketing, or all you're doing is the admin, or all you're oh. doing is the retooling of something. You know, all the stuff that you're just like, wake me when it's over, right? Yeah, just wake me up when I'm going to teach or speak. Yeah, I'm right, exactly. But, the, but these are the things that mean you have just that. earned one more day in mm. this business. Exactly. And, when, and the why is I want to do this for as long as I want. Mm. As long as it feels good. As long as I want to build this into something important and memorable and helpful and useful mm. for years to come. That's a pretty big why. And then when you put that, you know, into your marketing, mm-hmm. it's, it it's it no big message. deal, right? You're like, I'll be there. Okay. So that's step number one is adding the heart. Step number two. Now this is one of my superpowers is gamifying that shit. <laughs> you need to gamify. I, and you know, it kind of dawned on me the other day when we were in our, um, success circle live Q&A and I was like does it, I was asking if people gamified uh, a situation the same mm. way I do like I get points every time I do it mental points and the everyone was quiet I'm like really <laughs> like nobody 
Nobody. It's a great idea, nobody. but no, we don't do it. So that's a gift I want to give you. Now, this is an actual tool used by some of the most successful people in the world mm-hmm. is they understand how to gamify boring shit. All right. So I'll give you an example uh, going back to doing the dishes. And this comes from my awesome family on my dad's side. They were always super fun. And they, they are the ones that I credit with my two aunts. Um, really taught me how to gamify boring shit at a young age. And it just made so much sense to me that I ended up taking it into my life subconsciously without realizing I was doing it. So the example is doing dishes. And the game that we used to play, and I think I've mentioned this here before, but we pretended we were the Olympic dishwashing team of the United States. I know. (laughs) Amazing, right? (laughs) Olympic dishwashing team. And we were you know, up against, we were competing in live competition against like the Russians and the Germans and the Australians or whoever, right? And the whole idea was to work together as a team and do it as quickly as possible. And if we could do it under a certain amount of time, we were the winners. I mean, spoiler alert, we were always the gold medalists. (laughs) Did you do a gold medal ceremony in the middle of the kitchen? We would always like be like, woo, you know, high fives all around. I mean, this was dishes, right? This something that as an adult can be super freaking boring, but I've actually taken it in uh, subconsciously, like I said. So when I do dishes now alone as an adult, it's still super boring, but I have this thing where I actually am on something like uh, Project Runway, except it's like Project Dishwasher Empty <laughs> is what it is. And I have to empty the dishwasher in the fewest amount of steps possible without dropping anything or causing drama. So whole, my whole thing is I get all the plate, like I open the doors and I'm like, everything that goes into this cupboard will go into this cupboard in like three steps, right? So <laughs> that's the, what's happening in my brain. And it makes it exciting because I'm problem solving something that I am so bored with. And yet I've turned it into something that's fun and easy to do. Mm. Um, gamifying poopy diapers. I can even gamify that. So my oh, game. That I have to know. Di- Tell me how to gamify <laughs> so, that. Gamify poopy diapers is usually my son struggles, kicks, and strains. So I pretend like I am, no joke, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Remember when he was like with the bull and he was like, mm. you know, and the whole thing was like to calm to calm the bull down, right? Like make the bull. So what I do is I practice the techniques that I've learned where you use your mind, not your words and not like activity, but you actually try to change your own internal frequency. And I, I ground myself and I settle and I become really quiet and I go in and my son, the next thing I know, he's just like (laughs) lays there. I swear to God, you've got to try it. Okay, It it does work. I'm going to try. I'll let you know. I'll report on that. Crocodile Dundee, your son. (laughs) You probably look at my fingers and go, what the hell? I don't actually do this. I'm not like, "Mm." no. I want to see what he does when I do this to him. (laughs) It could work. So I want you to think about something that you have to do that is super meh. And how could you make it fun? So, Rach, your challenge right now on camera. God, woman. Yeah. Since you said marketing, you have to gamify it right now. I'll help you, but you go first. What is what you well, going to do? The first thing that comes to mind is I get gold stars. 
Okay. Stickers, Sticker. actual stickers. Think, you need stickers. I need stickers. stickers. Okay, stickers. But then it's got to lead to something. So I, once I, I get to a certain amount of stickers, I get something really cool. So I need a reward system. That's what I need. Yes. I need a reward system for doing the marketing. Yes. And I have I'm, I'm, marketing. Like there's different things I've got to market and I don't do them all consistently. So I get extra gold, like gold stars for each of them. And then. Yes. So, you know, here's, here's an extreme incentive that I learned from the book, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur mm. uh, by, I think it's Mike Dooley. If you haven't read this book and you're in totally business, you need to go get it. But an extreme incentive. Okay. Now this is actually a negative incentive, but he says it works like a charm mm -hmm. is you give a hundred dollars to your friends. So that would be me. So you get a hundred dollars. I understand why you came up with this one now. <laughs> Your material so motive. hundred dollars to Therese. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you say that if I don't do this by the end of the day, you get to keep that money. <laughs> of course, I will spend that money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so that is that is negative incentivizing, no right? So that, I said, so this is what I talk about when I do people's whys. I help them to build their juicy carrot, but I also get mm -hmm. them to build their motherfucking huge stick because sometimes right. we, we're not motivated by all of the, yes, we're going to have the freedom lifestyle and all this money and all that. And sometimes it is not enough to get someone to take the action they need to take. So you've got to build the stick. So I, I see right. what you're doing there. I'll take a hundred dollars any day. Yeah, Anyone else want to send me a hundred <laughs> to keep you accountable? I will give you I'll be somebody else's hundred. accountability buddy. Yeah, no problem. That's great. It's really I'll well. make it. And then I'll be like, forget, forget. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, so that is a really good technique. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is. It is a good technique if you are motivated by mm. the sheer threat of loss, right? Now I, I happen to be motivated by, uh, because my inner child is very active, I am motivated by stickers. I freaking love stickers. So putting, being able to check a box or put a sticker on something uh, or doodle on it, it, you know, as my mini reward. Now, this is not the bigger reward, which might be, you know, go to Starbucks, get a mocha, right? Enjoy that crap because that's a $5 drink and you're like, but I earned it. I earned this, right? That might be a good one. Getting your nails done, right? If you do this three days this week, you can go get a manicure and you can enjoy that because you know that it's coming from all that hard work. It's connected mm. to the hard work. So it's not just, I'm treating myself, which of course is a good reason. But an even better reason is I owned my responsibilities and I took action and moved forward. Mm. Like I can feel myself down moving steps down the path this week and this manicure or whatever it is represents that, right? That, that gives me uh, a mini goal. So, so doing it three days in a row or doing it three times this week means I get to go get a manicure at the end of the week. And that's a mini goal. That's another thing that um, successful people do is they break it down into smaller goals. So the big goal is there. The big goal is I need to market because I want this business to take off and be at a certain level. The mini goal is I need to get this shit done. <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I know I need to do it. So if I do it three to four days this week, I get this. This is going to happen. 
Mm. Right. And it suddenly is a lot easier to do if you're only working with one week at a time versus, you know, months and years on end. That feels that kind of um, projecting into the future causes anxiety and depression and it causes like feelings of like this will never end. And when can I afford someone? Right. Mm. It triggers us to go into a spiral that actually causes inactivity. Mm. Yeah. So the stick yeah. and the rewards. Stick That's and reward. Mm, Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> see, she's already got, look, she's got her idea hat on. You can see it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, all right, I need a piece well, of paper and I need well, to go. <laughs> for some, okay. For someone else who doesn't really know, it's not a natural thing to add fun into it. How else? Like, okay, so we get the, how else could I gamify? I'm, I'm coming back to marketing because that's one of the things, but yeah, how all right. gamify stuff? Give us some ideas. Okay. So first of all, Rach and I don't focus on competition as a um, way of being in life, right? We, we're all about collaboration and not about competition. Competition can be helpful for short-term goals, right? I know <laughs> I'll tell you a story. So I ran uh, a marathon. It was a 10-mile marathon. And everybody's running, everybody's running. And at the end, this other woman comes up to me and says, I don't know if I can make it to the finish line. How much longer? And I'm like, it's right there. And she said, will you run with me till uh, we get there? And I said, sure, sure, I'll run with you. So we were running in pace. Now, this woman was like done when she talked to me. She was done. But because she had something a small competition in her mind, that chick found some power right at the end and beat my ass across that finish line. I was like, ah! you know, I also got power. So it, it, ultimately there was a win there because we ran all the way to the end instead of like going and stopping. So little bits of competition used in a healthy way can be incredible to gamify it. So Here's what you do. We would have a task where you call up a business bestie. God. Um, I can just or see you call up Facebook Live challenge. Like, <laughs> how many right. can we do in it? Like, in days in a row. Mm. Even shorter than that. You go, okay, I've got three ugly tasks I have to do today. What are yours, right? Let's see who can get it done first. first. So the one who gets <laughs> the one who gets to send in the text message done, like they're the winner, and the other person has to be like, "I'm out to you." You're <laughs> There'll be a cookies involved. There's cookies. There has some to be an exchange of <laughs> exactly some kind of cookie, some kind of some kind of something gets Ooh. to be exchanged, right? Ooh. So it's little competitions that don't mean anything about yeah. better or worse. It's about giving each other the energy to get that shit done. Yep. You and I are right. having conversations after this. Oh God, I know it. <laughs> I'll be like, damn, I got to get like three weeks ahead of her. <laughs> but wouldn't that be amazing to be three weeks ahead in your own uh, to-do list and business simply because you don't want to be beat. <laughs> Everybody wins. Whatever works. Everybody it's 1133. Wins. Getting all the numbers there you together. go. <laughs> so, I want to see what these people yeah, are. Oops, whatever. If anyone else has got any suggestions of ways that you can gamify, <laughs> Tim says wine, wine, ice cream, <laughs> hot chocolate. <laughs> and then Tim is commenting on everything that's been happening. That uh, he's noticing a pattern of poop because we talked about toilet paper entrepreneur, cat poo, changing a toddler. <laughs> 
maybe. <laughs> it's one of our favorite subjects. <laughs> you know, here's a side fact, by the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they say that the healthiest relationships actually talk about poop. So oh, that just shows you. Everyone in my life wants to talk about poop. I'm not really, it's not my favorite topic. That means, that means you have healthy relationships. <laughs> All right. I'm going to love to hear that. Yes. And Tim, that's a great quote. That's something my Etsy coach says. So how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's right. Yes, it's true. So the, the thing is, um, <laughs> he says, oh, shit. <laughs> Perfect. What, what it really asks you to do is go into your inner child and find out what games did you like to play, right? I mean, can I finger there, paint there were marketing? You can finger paint. <laughs> you can definitely do that. You know, engage the body. That's something that happens to a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and mompreneurs is we've got a lot of stuff to take care of. A lot of the work, especially if you have an online business, requires you to sit, which cuts off half of your energy field. Right. So uh, in, like, can you come up with marketing ideas while you dance to your favorite song? I can. I'm telling you, you can. The answer Maybe is yes. Post-it notes and a wall. Not with and music. some music. There you go. That's a really good idea. Now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> now then. Because I was starting to get it in my head. Like I get stuck on, you know, what can I talk about? But I can literally, if I do that, I'll be able to come up with like the, the big rocks and then go, well, what? what do I need to talk about in there and then start to branch out and branch out and branch out. Mm. That's right. Okay. So, you know, using some, you know, using fun strategies, things like I have to think about like, like the games I enjoyed playing as a kid. I liked Candyland. I liked playing memory games, right? Where you have to match things up. Uh, and sometimes that works when you're working on marketing. Like if you're trying to do a marketing campaign, where you're trying to take people through a scenario, um, it's interesting to see if there was one through line, how would I get all these points to make sense with this one thing, right? So the one idea of like numerology or the one idea of tapping into your intuition, but I'm going to tell you about my podcast, about my blog, about my uh, other business thing I do how do I tie it all back together so you're not like how about a what <laughs> you know, like why is she telling me this I don't understand so the game is then how do I tie this all together if I can only use one train of thought mm. how do I take you through everything I do with one train of thought um, which is another fun way of doing it so pro you know People who are very mind-oriented are actually incredible problem solvers. They, there's nothing a mind person loves more than a good problem to tackle, right? Like they love to get down and be like, that's, that's, the, that's the solution. Um, so realizing that the things that you're resisting are only problems that you're not solving yet, right? Like they're just equations waiting to be solved. They have an answer. I can see already. See, she's like all cracked open. See, this is the <laughs> podcast you wanted. <laughs> she's like, can we stop so I can do work? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now I can see like I can split a page into two sides and go, what's the problem? Oh, 
start problem solving mm-hmm. my own. Yes. Okay. There's so wait, explain this to people. Cause now somebody's like, what is she saying? What do right, you mean? Okay. okay. Give so, us an example. Coming back to the marketing where I was getting stuck on, I don't I struggle with the marketing. Okay. So to split the page into two sides and do write that as a problem. The problem that I haven't solved is how do I get to like doing marketing? So that put that on the left side and then on the right side, start to then problem solve, come up with, well, what are the different ways? What are the things that I like in that? What are the ways that I can make that more fun? Like things that we've been talking about today. So, and look at other things. Where else have I got resistance? Put those on the left side. Well, how can I enjoy those? Or how can I get unstuck? So whatever the question happens to be, I then, because my brain naturally, I do problem solve. It's one of, I do love troubleshooting. She does. She's really good at it. It's just that, you know, what's happened is there's resistance blocking you from getting your own answers. Mm -hmm. Um, Another tip, when the heart gets connected back into the responsibility, it's all of a sudden easier to see how it's connected to somebody else. Mm. When it's about us is usually when we move into resistance, right? Because we're there's so much going on there. There's so much laid on top of it when we're laying our stuff. It just, it, it stops being a responsibility and it starts being about our stuff. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Nobody wants to hear from me. I don't have anything important to say. There's someone doing it better. That's all about you, right? That's all mm-hmm. about the person struggling with the responsibility. When the heart gets put back in, it becomes about what you're giving, right? So with, to bring the cat poop back in, it's about Mr. Pants and his health and his happiness. Mm. And then I have no problem scooping those poops well, because it's about him. When it comes to the toddler, I actually enjoy cuddling him a lot more when he doesn't smell like poop. So there's, right? <laughs> there's a selfish reason for that at the same time. Right, but there, you know, how would you feel if you had poop? Pasted it all over your butt, <laughs> right? He doesn't He'd seem to be bothered like, by it, but I'm bothered I by it. The boy, so. <laughs> he just likes my to put son is like down there to make sure everything's still in order, <laughs> poop or not. It's all good. All the bits and pieces are still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a penis check. Penis is there. <laughs> you didn't wipe it off, right? Like, no, it's still there. <laughs> oh, all good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's uh, <coughs> when we step into the the shoes of the other person when we're doing marketing, especially when it's about us, God, nothing is worse than having to write marketing when it's about you, right? Mm. They don't want to hear this. They've heard it before. Right. But when it's about what you're giving them and about what they're going to receive Mm. and how much easier, better, funner, whatever the, (laughs) whatever you want to put on top of it is suddenly it's much easier to say the words. The words are there because it's for them and about them and the focus yeah. is, is clear and correct again. That's exactly yeah. right. That's, that's part of the focus. So if it's struggled, if it's about us, it's, oh, I don't want to do this. It's too hard for me, blah, blah, blah. When we flip it and go, well, why are we doing this? Um, right. you know, how can I help them? How can this help them? Then that changes the energy in it already, but it also opens up the brain in a different way. Absolutely. Well, the heart is now fully yeah. leading the conversation and the heart yeah. has more information. So yay. <laughs> right. And then call on the so, team. That's right. So that's the last, that's the last bit of holistic intelligence mm. of, of how to make it fun is you need to add some of your spidey senses, your magic 
you know, fairy dust to the situation. Um, now, some things, obviously, why would we call on the team? Why would I call on the team to change a diaper or to scoop the cat box? Maybe if I'm not connecting well with my heart center, if I'm like, I can't, can't get past my own disgust, right? To connect into why am I doing this? That's when you would call on the team and say, Hey, you know, turn, help me turn this on, turn it around. Um, and that's where they can come in handy. Another way the yeah. team comes in handy. I've got another way. <clears throat> so yeah. for me driving, I love driving um, because I've got nothing else that I need to do. And that's a great time for me to just connect in with the team and start having conversation, doing the same with the dishes. I can just be out of not be focused on the dishes and be focused on a conversation with the team about business about whatever so some of these mundane tasks are actually opportunities for connection to have those conversations that when you're too busy doing the work you're not having the time to do them oh my god so many good things come when you turn your brain off isn't that funny but so many good ideas come when the mind kind of goes mm, you know like <laughs> it's like me <laughs> So nothing else it needs to do. Nothing is, I mean, honestly, some of my most profound ahas and inside moments have come, you know, obviously in meditation, but uh, in meditation while cleaning. Yeah. Or do oh yeah, my God. something. That's why I love drawing. And I find cleaning helps me emotionally as well. Mm. So when I get upset and I, I start cleaning, first of all, my house gets amazing because I get in the nooks and crannies. I'm just like, I'm working this out, right? And I'm like, <laughs> with the toothbrush. <laughs> but it's so therapeutic. Mm. And sometimes the mundane things that we are resisting can actually help heal us. So recognizing that there may be a therapeutic um, power at work here. Mm. If in doubt. Go clean. Right. Oh my gosh. That's why Buddhist monks, you know, on the floor, scrubbing the tiles, the you know, in between the tiles. Um, they're not doing that just because they're obsessed with cleanliness, but there is an actual meditation happening and moving meditation happens to be one of my ultimate favorite ways to do it. Cause sometimes my mind just won't shut up when I sit still. <laughs> exactly. So a little bit of repetitive motion, scrub the, you know, scrubbing the burners or whatever is enough to put me in trance. And that's what's happening. Repetitive motion puts you in trance. Yeah. That's why so many of us go into trance while driving. Mm. Oh, yeah, and so we get these great thoughts. Driving. That's why I love driving from um, Melbourne up to Canberra. It's an eight hour trip, basically. And I would get some of the most profound stuff, like blad out whole books and things that I could write about or do full programs. I would get like massive downloads, just driving. Need to do more driving. <laughs> or find another way, find another well, way to true. get into that Meditating. trance, trance state. Yes. So oh. shall we? Yes. Questions? Yes. Yes. Let's open it up. So if you have any questions for Rachel On the topic myself, or off the topic or whatever, mm. we are I'm here to answer your questions. So while we're waiting for those to come in, Tim says, I find too, if you focus on being of service to others, stuff flows. If I focus on self, it doesn't flow as well. Yeah. Uh, that's when I find things difficult or not as easy. Totally. Michelle is saying, this helped me as I didn't like to speak about myself. I thought about what I wanted to talk about and help people learn 
I mapped it out so that each thing I was marketing for the whole month connected and flowed from one idea to the next. Uh, spent one day on concepts and the next day to create and find a way to have the whole month's um, worth on autopilot. That's awesome. Ooh, brilliant. Then after I was done, I rewarded myself with art. I like that. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Brilliant. Excellent. All right. Um, so while we're waiting for uh, anybody to drop a question, Rach, did you want to tell people what's up? What's going down? Yeah. I am doing another source to shift training and we in conversation with another person actually came up with a way of describing the power of it and what it does. It's neuro hacking. Basically, these are the tools that give you the shortcuts to hack into your own subconscious and completely change the program. That's what I'm teaching in a nutshell. How freaking easy is it to explain it like that? Um, and that training is coming up starting next week. It is not too late to get into that training if you want to be able to completely transform your own mindset and set it up for the success, the wealth, the everything that you desire. Um, so touch base with me after this if you'd like to have a chat about the, I've got a super awesome deal that I will only share if we jump on the phone and go from there. So that's, that's it for me for the <coughs> world. Teresa's doing numerology. <laughs> Yes, it's already started. We're in the second week of the numerology course in School for Spirit. Uh, if you have not caught my Facebook Live I did yesterday on my personal profile, do catch it because I'm telling you about what's happening in energy right now. And right now in energy, we there's a massive shift and a lot of people are feeling it, but we've gone from this. So it has to do with Chiron, our friend Chiron who transits every 50 years. This means that the last time Chiron is in this placement was like the end of the 60s. Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Chiron has now shifted into the first degree of Aries. And what this means is that all that internal work that we've been doing this whole time on, on healing the inner self and working with the shadow self and, and doing deep internal work is now about to blossom and come out of the body and into the world and it's going to be about the reconciliation of inner self and outer self and so where numerology comes in and is amazing is it talks about the outer personality and everybody has one everyone has a persona that we project to the world that we feel comfortable with and we feel safe with it's kind of our safety mechanism of love me, like me, accept me because I'm nice or I'm funny or whatever. I'm serious. I'm trustworthy. Whatever it is, it doesn't mean that that's not true to you. But a lot of emphasis gets put on the persona so much so that we start to buffer between our, our um, projected self and our internal self. And what's going to start happening here is that we individually are going to start feeling very uncomfortable with the distance between the two. And the idea here is that we want to reconcile as much as we can mm. to, you know, ideal would be it's one right inner and outer match. Um, but what's happening is if you have a big buffer between your inner soul, your inner self and your outer personality, you're going to start uh, feeling very uncomfortable with this now because of all this energy and the emphasis on how you've done all this inner work. And if you have a big mask or if there's a lot of buffer, it's going to start feeling really heavy 
and hard to maintain and frustrating and almost like it just won't be easy to keep going that route anymore. So what you're going to feel is a pull to change anyway. What numerology does and why it can help you is because the shift is to move into destiny. When I say destiny, people go, my job, what I do for a living, you know, my career, destiny, like what I'm meant to like leave a mark on the world. Yes and no. Destiny is the life map. What you came here to do, what you came here to experience and fulfill. And numerology gives you the keys to that. And where we've been working on this, um, the very ancient Pythagorean grid, uh, and it really shows you, oh my God, that's what I was, <laughs> that's what I'm here to work on. That what, that's what feels unfulfilled. That's where I feel uh, the weakest or least, um, I guess, least fulfilled is the best way to say it. Um, so this is a very helpful tool in this time. Uh, if you want to be part of this module, I will um, warn you, it is very information heavy. So getting in now is really important because having two or three weeks on top of you is going to feel overwhelming. Mm. Uh, and if you want that live guidance, getting in now is important. So you'd want to go to spirit4success.com and you'll find the School for Spirit link and that can get you into class. And you can always chat with me. Yay! Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Shall All right. We, have we got any questions, people, things that people want to know that we can help them? <clears throat> I think we do. Let's see. Yay. Yes. Masks are falling away. Caitlin says, I'm stuck in awful sleep patterns again. I'm completely awake at night and feeling inspired. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting over a cold and not at all able to fall asleep until sunrise. So then I'm out for most of the day and the cycle starts over again. My body needs to sleep too. So I can't get myself to wake up earlier on little sleep. Super frustrating. I feel like I'm missing all of my productivity time and I'm not sure how to turn it around. I know most of the sleep uh, life hacks already. Is there anything I'm missing that would help me, uh, would, that would specifically help me or do I just need to wait it out until I can wake up on only five hours of sleep and turn it around again. Are you taking melatonin was the first thing that came to mind. Otherwise, move to Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you move to Australia right now, you'd be set. No, jet lag. Okay. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, though. So realistically, <sighs> realistically, I think the first thing you need to do is accept the cycle because you cannot change what you resist. What we resist persists. So, you know, um, and I'm not calling you a baby in any way, but babies do this thing called reverse cycling. Mm. It happens during major growth and brain processes. So maybe a fun way to think about this is my brain is growing. <laughs> like my brain is doing something amazing and it needs, it needs to do this reverse cycling. The other thing is just, you know, Okay, I, okay. the one that's coming up right now is Frida Kahlo. Remember the artist? Well, how could you not remember the artist Frida Kahlo? Now, granted, I don't know if she dealt with sleep issues, but she dealt with a lot of issues that were, she couldn't easily change it, right? It was what it was. So what did the woman do? She decided to co-create with it. 
fine. If this is how life is going to fucking deal me a thing, I'm not going to resist you. I'm going to look you in the eye, talk about you, and make you my art form, right? That's what she did, and it was amazing. And now she has this incredible impact on the world because she had the courage and the guts to look at what was pissing her off in the eye and and work with it. So what I'm saying is, yes, you might feel like your productivity time is being stolen from you, but that's also because you're placing this idea that I can only be productive during daylight when everyone else is being productive. Just be productive in the wee hours of the morning. And not only that, but face it directly, right? If you want to start blogging about this or talking about this or working it out through whatever art form it chooses, right? Well, if it wants to show up in poetry or in painting or in some form, it will. It's a muse, actually. I mean, some of the muses in the world are pain muses. Work with the night. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's what I was getting. Like, if you're getting inspiration and stuff in the nighttime, there's a reason why you are. Like, we, not everybody has to get that stuff during the day, but if you're trying to force it to come when you want it to, then you're not working with it. It'll be far more powerful for you to flow with it, to work with what it comes, when it comes. And I know quite a few people who are highly um, psychic, it's probably the best way to put it, who get their stuff at night, guaranteed. So I think this is a sign of the stuff that's coming through for you, to be honest. It's traditional that, you know, the witching hour is between three and four in the morning. Everybody's asleep, right? The veil is thinnest at night. This is why, you know, all the supernatural creatures are all in the dark. They're not out in the sunshine. They're like hanging out uh, at night. So, you know, that is, there's some mystery and some magic Uh, And something there that you could share with the world, meaning that, you know, most of us are asleep. We are missing it. For from one who's awake, this is what happened, right? My my journeys, (laughs) my, my, here's my encounters in the night, what you could be missing, right? Is this amazing transits or these, you know, the, the sounds, the animals that you get to see? Well, I don't know. I'm just pulling it out, but whatever comes in. What it, there, there is something amazing there when we stop resisting uh, and start and stop making it about how it's wrong too. It's not wrong. It just is, right? When a baby reverse cycles, nobody goes, you're so wrong. You're wasting your life. <laughs> well, you know, there are mothers that are going, God damn it. Not done. Right. Dead done. <laughs> Oh, no, that's one of true. Those. That's true. But for the most part, no one's blaming the child. No, they're not blaming them the they're child. like not being productive. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so she's saying that she thinks she's a supernatural creature with these yeah. hours. That's true. That's true. Well, hey, I mean, how, how else would somebody be able to tap into the, you know, how else would Anne Rice be able to tap into the mind? of witches and vampires if she didn't somehow connect to that right i'm not saying you are i'm just saying that you're in a zone where it's easy to connect right you have the material all around you for a really good story or really good information or sharing uh in a biographical way 
what that experience is like because some people might never experience it. Uh, and, and human beings predominantly want to experience in life. That's what we came here to do. Mm. So share it. She's Batman. How cool is that? Tim says you're Batman. I agree. Yes. yes. <laughs> or yes. Batgirl. All right. So it doesn't look like we have any other questions coming in. I think we're, I think we're done, but let's, let, let's tell them about my brain went blank. Stay iTunes. tuned. Sounds like <laughs> iTunes. iTunes. Yes, tell them about iTunes. Love on iTunes. Uh, we're still working towards getting a, a special app that you'll be able to have us on your phone. That's a directly on an app. Um, in order to get there, we needed some extra love on iTunes. So feel free to uh, go to our iTunes. I was going to say store, not store. Channel. 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 Subscribe. Exactly. Subscribe to us. Subscribe. On we'll put the Subscribe link in. Lincoln That's right. Phone. We have a lot of cool extras that we will get to share once we have an app that are ready to go. They're ready to go. And Rach and I are like, if only people could access this right away <laughs> on the app. They will so, soon. Yes. So please share our podcast for those with those you think who would love this sort of information and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And um, I'm in holiday mode, so I can't think of anything else that I need to say. I believe our podcast is called uh, Spirit for Success, the Ladypreneurs Podcast. It is Spirit for Success. Yes. Okay. There we go. Easy to remember. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's wrap it up. We're going to go wrap it up because Rach has to go play while she is being super duper responsible. I am. It's our 15th wedding anniversary today. So I'm taking the afternoon off to go and spend with my beloved without the children. Ooh, that sounds fun. Will be dinner and movie. Oh, fun, fun. All right. Awesome. Until next time, relax. We got this. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.